0: Welcome everybody to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. Go with me in your Bibles to the book of Galatians, and then I want you to hold your place there in Exodus, the book of Galatians, and then Exodus. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Galatians 4.29 says this, And you, brethren, like Isaac, are children of promise. But as at that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so it is now also. But what does the Spirit say? Or what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her servant for the son of the bondwoman shall not be an heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of bondwoman of a bondwoman, but of the free woman. Galatians 5.1 says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of bondage. Therefore, I want you to say that with me. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Father, bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7.23 that you are bought with a price and ye are servants of no man. We Christians ought to live in the liberty that Christ purchased for us on the cross. Now, we recognize that once He purchased us and we are set free, that Paul also said, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage or the yoke of slavery. The world goes around because of compromise. That's the way the world works. Everybody if you, don't, if you don't negotiate or if you're not a compromising person in many ways, then you're not going to make it. I counsel pre marriage to let people know or let couples know that marriage is a compromise. You know, my wife and I, we have different tastes and things, and so I don't like a lot of things on the wall. My wife likes a lot of things on the wall, so we compromise and have a lot of stuff on the wall. That's compromise. Amen. So the last time I said that, I made the statement that I got one wall that she gave me that there's nothing on there. But I slowly noticed things creeping in on that wall. And I made that statement. And you know what? I got home from church and that wall was empty again. And I said, thank you, because that's compromise. She said, oh, I just hate it. I said, I just love it. That's compromise, right? Woo. I almost compromised myself and fell off that stage. But I, I, I love what a friend of mine said. I want to preach to you on the subject compromise refused. Compromise refused. Because there's one area that we as Christians cannot afford to compromise and that is with the things of God. A friend of mine made this statement and it was so truthful. He said that uh, let me find it. That a good compromise. We, we were we were in the middle of negotiation with with another uh, uh, the state of Florida, and he said, "I think it's a good compromise because a good compromise usually nobody's fully satisfied." I didn't get everything I wanted. He didn't get everything he wanted. They didn't get everything they wanted, and so that's a good compromise. What's my next one, Alex? Yeah, that's a good compromise because no one person is completely happy with the deal. But we cannot afford to compromise with the devil. We can't afford to compromise with society. And too many of us have accepted the compromise. Compromise is one of the devil's oldest tools, and the devil tried to make a compromise with Moses in Exodus chapter 8. And I won't go there for time's sake, but uh, give my first point, Alex. First point is this. Moses went to represent God and get his, God's children out of Egypt. But there was a compromise. And Mo, or, uh, Pharaoh said, worship God in the land. He, and point number one, go back, Alex, I'm sorry. He said, worship God in this land. Because Moses said, we need to go three days' journey and sacrifice unto God and please God. And he goes, you can do that from here. Now, pastor, what does that got to do with my life? Because Pharaoh wanted Moses to compromise and Pharaoh was willing to let Israel sacrifice God in Egypt. I think that's my next one. Yep. He was willing to allow them to worship God in Egypt. Now this pandemic has done a new thing to the church and to God's people. But can I tell you that some of us want to worship God but still in the land of Egypt. We want to worship God but I don't have to do all that stuff. I can worship God right where I am and that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to, to, to buy the, the bill of goods that he is selling that says you can just do it right here. But Moses knew the value of separation. He knew that if I'm truly going to worship God, I can stay in the same place that I've always been. I can't stay in the same dilapidated lifestyle mindset with the same old group of friends going to the same places. If I truly want to worship God, I've got to come out from among them and be you separate. The enemy is constantly offering you a sacrifice. He's ours, I'm sorry, a compromise. He's constantly wanting you to compromise. But here's what you've got to learn. That when you're in a position of power or authority, then the, the negotiations favor you if you know that. Right. Have you ever tried to sell something that you didn't have to sell? You're in it. Well, I don't want to give you that price. Not well, too bad. That's what, it was. That's what I want for it. Well, I'm not going to buy that. Then go ahead. I'm still going to use it. Ain't no big deal. It's paid for. I don't owe a mortgage. Come on, somebody. I don't owe a loan on it. It's fine. That's right. But come on. It's $10. I don't care. It's just $10. I don't have a mortgage on it. Y'all missing that part. $10 a mortgage on it. Yeah. But the reality is, is when you're in a place of power, you don't have to compromise. And when Jesus set you free, he broke the bonds of the enemy He broke the chains off of your life, and you don't have to compromise with the devil. You see, because what Pharaoh is saying is that you can worship God and serve him, but do it from home while still in Egypt or while in the world. See, don't accept what the powers of hell are trying to sell you. You, you, here's what the devil says. Here's what the world says. You don't need other people. Me and Jesus. We got our own thing going. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need fellowship. Yes, you do. You need to be around people. Why? Iron sharpens iron. If you want to know where your life is headed, who are your closest friends? and wherever they are, you're never going to get above them or if you're not going to get too far above them because if you do, they're going to drag you right back down or they're going to cut, off, cut you off because they're going to feel like that you think you're better than them. I told my friends, I said, I'm not better than you. I just decided not to live a Jerry Springer lifestyle, and I'm not going to allow you to live that in my house. You're not going to bring that mess up in my house. Come on, somebody. You know, well, well, but Pastor, you're just you're just going to get hurt. So stay away from the crowd. God wants you to feast at his table. My Bible tells me that one can put a thousand a flight, two can put ten thousand a flight. Yes, you can do that on the phone or whatever. But there's something about coming to the house of God, worshiping to it together with individuals. There's just something about it becomes contagious. Amen. When I am battling, I want some warriors beside me holding up my hands. But Satan wants you to stay close by. He wants you to have just have enough God. To make you miserable. You know, some of you religious people are saying right now, that's the impossible. Bull. You got just enough of God that you can't enjoy the world. And enough of the world that you can't enjoy God. So you're miserable. You're straddling the fence. But at some point in time, you're going to come to a fence post. And you got to decide which side you're going to get off on you got to decide. You might as well get off on the side of God. Because here's what the devil wants you to do. Maintain a peaceful coexistence with the world and God. But the Bible said that carnality is enmity to spirituality. There is no coexisting with the devil. You compromise with him and he'll have you. James four and four it says friendship with the world is enmity with God. All right. Well, he, then Pharaoh offers a second substitute to Moses in Exodus chapter eight verse twenty eight. He says, "Don't go too far. Then, if you're going to go worship, go worship, but just don't go too far." And verse here's what verse twenty eight says: "I will go. I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not." Go very far away. Again, he allows a little more, makes yet another compromise. The enemy becomes less demanding. Right, how about this? How about this compromise? It's all right to do this thing that you know's wrong. It doesn't affect anybody but you. Nobody's going to know but you. Oh, I done went right in your bathroom, didn't I? I'm looking in your medicine cabinet right now. Nobody's going to know except for you. Just don't go very far. You know, or, or maybe this. It's okay to go to church. Just don't come a fanatic like that preacher. Don't become a fanatic like that woman who dances up front with them things. Don't become a fanatic. Right? You can worship God just You can go to church, just don't go very far. You don't want to be labeled as one of those. Yeah, baby. If you're going to do this Christian thing, just don't be a fanatic. Do you know what a fanatic is? What's my next one, Alex? A fanatic is someone who believes in something, right or wrong, more than you do. That's a fanatic. Is there any, I know we got a few health fanatics in here, right? Right, they look anorexic. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's coming from a fat dude. Come on, somebody. It's because I feel convicted. Come on. Right? Amen. I got the spirit of concernment. Some of y'all get that later on. All right. It's fine to have, here's what, here's what the devil tries to compromise. Okay, have religion, just don't have relation. It's okay to have religion, just don't have relationship. And that's like saying, be married, but don't be single. Don't, don't be uh, monogamous. It's okay, you can be married, but you know, you're Everybody needs a little side-something-something on the side. Why do you think so many murders happen? A little side-something-something. That's why. Come on, somebody. That's not of God. See, this is the temptation to be a borderline believer. Stay close to the world and God all at the same time. Satan doesn't care that you come to church. Satan doesn't care that you're religious. Here's why. Religion. Give me my next one. Religion is an organized system of beliefs. That's all religion is. It doesn't mean that you have relationship. And can I tell you that if you have religion, you probably are miserable. But if you have relationship, then there's something. You know, that, that's the problem with marriages. Marriages, Well, I'm married... But we're roommates. That's not a marriage. Right? Marriage is more than that. And your relationship with God is more than if I do this, that, and the other thing, I'm going to heaven. No. That would be easy. If my wife would just give me a list of things that I could check off and and then I could call myself a good husband, that would be easy. But that list has ebbs and flows. Right? Right? And so I've got to have a relationship with my wife in order to know what she needs from me today and to tell her what I need from her. It is a relationship. It is a, it is a flow of information and feelings and a flow of, of promises. And that's what it is with God. God wants you to know that if you do this, I will do that. And if you keep this, I'll give you that. And if you do that, here's what I'm going to do in your life. He doesn't want you to have relationship. Number, number three. He goes a little bit further in Exodus 10, 7 through 11. And the, the Bible says, and the men should only go. Pharaoh's servant said, well, you know, just let the men go. And then he said, we shall go with our young and with our old, with our sons, with our daughters, with our flocks, and with our herds. We shall all go. But Pharaoh was trying to make a third compromise. He said, Let your men go worship, but leave your families in Egypt in bondage. And see, these men, their heart was their families. Their families were their heart. The enemy's trying to get you to settle. Hey, it's all right to feel the doodads running up and down your spine. Just don't have that fellowship. You know, it's okay to feel the anointing. Just don't have a relationship. He wants you to stay in bondage in your heart. Because if your heart is bondage, that way you're not going anywhere. Yeah, go ahead and get free. Go ahead and jump a little bit and clap a little bit. But don't get free in your heart. Am I making sense to anybody? The enemy wants your emotions in bondage. The enemy wants your past to haunt you and keep you in bondage. The enemy wants your mind in bondage, never being able to break free from a certain pattern of thinking and begin to change your mind by the renewing of the Word of God in your life. He wants your ed- imagine- imagination to stay in bondage. He said, you, but church, let me tell you, you will never leave where you are until you begin to see a place you would rather be. I see a place of freedom. I see a place of peace. I see a place and I refuse to allow the devil to keep me in bondage. The enemy wants your heart bound up and held in bondage so that you can't believe that God really does love you, that he really does accept you, that he really can forgive you. Why? Because usually you can't forgive the people who did you wrong. But when your heart's in bondage, we find fault with everyone and everything except where it ought to be. Isn't that the truth? When your heart's in bondage, the, 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 the problem is everybody else, not you. Have you ever noticed that? Moses didn't settle for this compromise either, number four. He said, Go but leave your possessions here in Egypt. If you're going to go, go but leave your possessions here in Egypt. And then there's a there's a phrase that one of my favorite phrases in the Bible is found in Exodus chapter 10, verse 25 or 26. Because the Bible said, go serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be detained. Even your little ones may go with you. But Moses said, you must let, uh, also let us have sacrifices and burn offerings that we may sacrifice them to the Lord our God. Therefore, verse 26, therefore our livestock shall go with us. And I love this, not a hoof shall be left behind. I love that verse. Because what he is saying, that everything that God has promised me, I'm taking up out of this bondage when I come. I'm not leaving my family. I'm not leaving my spouse. I'm not leaving my money. I'm not leaving my finances. I'm not leaving my mind, my heart. I'm not leaving my path. I'm going to have God to redeem it all. They could leave, but leave your flocks. He thought this may discourage them from leaving, but Moses answered, Not a hoof shall be left behind. In that day, the, that the way that they worshipped was sacrificing animal, and the, and, and the enemy, Pharaoh, was trying to get them to go try to worship without having anything to offer. He said, Go worship, but don't offer anything. No. But God said, the, See, the enemy's telling you, Go worship, but don't praise. Don't worship. Don't give. Go, but leave that which you need in order to worship God. I'm just amazed how on Friday and Saturday night we used to get a little a little liquid courage in us. And we get out on the dance floor and act a fool. But you come to the house of God and you can't even lift a hand. You come to the house of God and you think you've got to be a bump on a pickle. You come to the house of God and you want everybody else to worship around you. Well, Pastor, when I was in the clubs, I used to sit in the, in the booth and watch everybody else. Can I tell you, sitting in the booth watching everybody else ain't no fun. I used to get out there and drop it like it's hot. I can't drop like it's hot anymore, but I can still squat like it's warm. But anyway, <clears throat> I refuse, I refuse to come up in the house of God, I refuse to take less than what God has promised me. I refuse. I tell the devil, compromise, refuse. I'm going to worship God with my heart. I'm going to worship God with my mind. I'm going to worship God with my voice. I'm going to worship God with my hands. I'm going to serve God in every aspect. Everything that God said I can have, I claim in the name of Jesus. And when the things that I see is not lining up with what his word says, then I see what is out of alignment. I try to work on that because I believe that God wants me to have everything that he said I could have. Moses said, not a hoof shall be left. Not a hoof. My money's coming out with me. My mind's coming out with me. My wife's coming out with me. My children are coming out with me. Everything that the, that the Lord said I can have, I claim my household, my healing's coming out with me. I claim my healing, I claim what God says I can have. I'm not going to be tormented in my mind. Now how many knows there's a difference between tormenting your mind and, and some stuff on your mind, but both will torment you. I, the, the, the last few days i've either woke up at three or went to bed at three. One morning, I woke up at 3 o'clock, couldn't go back to sleep. So I thought I would twist it around and didn't go to bed till 3 the next night and then try to sleep for a little while. Well, sure enough, last night, 3 o'clock, eyes wide open. My mind started running, getting ready for today's service. I said, God, I said, now I'm tired. I need a little extra sleep. And I just refused to let the devil steal my peaceful, restful sleep. In the name of Jesus. And I don't know how long I was up, but I fell back asleep till my alarm went off at 5. God, you, you say, Pastor, that's only an hour, two hours and a half. It doesn't matter. I, I'm just telling you that the devil will run you ragged if you let him. But I've done took the keys away from him, and he's not driving me anywhere. He's not driving me crazy. He's not driving me to depletion. I refuse. All right, but now, here's what happens, all right? Are you ready for this? Refuse compromise. Take God's promises to heart. Point number five, when the devil realizes, Exodus 12, 31 through 33, then he called for Moses and Aaron at night and said, "Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and your sons of Israel. Go and worship the Lord as you have said. Take both your flocks, your herds, as you have said. Go and bless me also. And then the Egyptians urged the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We will all be dead. When you realize the liberty and freedom you have, the devil will come at you with everything that he's got to try to get you back to bondage. But greater is he that is in you than he that is after you. All right? Greater is he that is in you than he that is after you. You've got to recognize that I am in a position of power. Not because of me, but because of he. Because of God, I'm in a position of power. And you know, I, 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 as just a, listen to me, as just a church goer, you're no threat to the devil. You know, it's like going to the bar and not drinking. Well, I'm going to go to the bar and not drink wine. I know some of you are like, well, Pastor, I just drink a little bit. No, 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 baby. If I'm going to drink, I'm drinking to get drunk. Well, I don't know about getting drunk, but I'm drinking so I can get tipsy. I want to feel something. So if I'm going to come to church, I ain't going to come just sit on the, on the seat. I come to get something from God. I come to say, here I am. Here's my cup. Fill me up. I come and say, God, if you're going to move anybody, move through me. If you anywhere in this church. Fill me up. If you're anywhere in this room, fill me up. I come to get something. How about you? I come to get something from God. But as a free, liberated, believing child of God, you send shrills into the very pit of hell when he knows who you are. Do you think, well, the devil don't know who I am. Well, if he don't, it's because you ain't doing it right. Did you hear that? If he don't know who you are, well, Pastor, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to keep it on the DL. I just want to try to serve God on the down low. I don't want the devil to know who I am. No, 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 baby. I want the devil to know who I am. When I woke up this morning, I, I, I prayed that he, the alarm went off in hell. That crazy preacher's up. He's about to tell people they ain't got to live in a dilapidated state the rest of their life. I believe, I believe. I pray. That he got up today and went, Oh, good gracious. I thought he was going to be sleeping a little bit longer. He was tired. Oh, I, 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 I can't believe he's up. Because I want you to know, you're in a position of power today. You're in a position, not because of what you've done, but because of what he's done. I am his child, so therefore, I'm in a position of power. Now, how about you? are you going to be a church pew sitter? going to be a church potato a chair sitter come to church and get a little sermonette for Christianettes who smoke cigarettes (laughs) what are you going to be man I'm telling you sometimes I'm just not popular because I want to evict you out of your comfort zone I want to evict you out of just having religion Let me check and make sure my neighbors ain't here. Because I went and met them the other day. They're, they're brand new from New Jersey. And I thought, oh, Jesus. Those of you from New Jersey, don't take offense. But you know who you are. New Jersey, it's not. It's about what exit you are. You know, come on. What exit are you from? Who gives a rip what exit are you from? But thank God they're from upstate New Jersey. But, so we talked, it. I don't, I want you to, I don't introduce myself. Hi, I'm the pastor of Crystal River Church of God. How are you? My name is Ronnie Reed, and I'm the senior pastor. I'm the lead pastor. I'm the head dog. I'm Nah, I don't do that, that. So I went over and introduced myself. Hey, good to have you all in the neighborhood, I think. What do you mean, I think? I ain't know you well enough yet. Give me a few months. I'll tell you if it was good to have you in this neighborhood. But good to have you. And so we talk, and of course, you know, dudes, everybody knows dudes. We always go, hey, what do you do for a living? And I go, well, I'm a pastor at the Crystal River Church of God. And then his wife looked at him. And he was looking at her. He was rolling his eyes. And he goes, well, I'm just going to tell you. He said, I'm like the most non-religious person you'll ever meet. I go, me too. He goes, what? I go, yeah, me too. I, I hate religion. I thought you said you're the pastor. I said, I am. And you hate religion? I go, yeah, I hate it. I said, but now if you want to talk about relationship, I can talk to you about that. I said, I don't want to talk about the, the set systematic rules of belief. I want to tell you about a relationship with Jesus. And then he goes, I might come check you out. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying that to get myself praise. I'm telling you that so that you can understand that just because you come to church, you're not on the devil's radar. Just because you come and tip God in the offering, we ain't taking up another, don't get mad. That you tip God, not tithe, you tip. That you're, now you're a threat to the devil. No, but baby, let me tell you something. If I'm going to fight the devil, I, you know, they tell you in survival that if you come across a bear, don't turn and run. I don't know why, It's according to how fast I can go. (laughs) If I'm on a bike or a vehicle, I might outrun that joker. But anyway, but it says to make yourself big. You need to make yourself big against this bear called the devil. How do you make yourself big? You go, here I am, devil. I'm full of power. I'm full of anointing. I'm full of faith. I'm full of love. I'm full of peace. I'm full of everything that God said I am. So if you're going to mess with me, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Boy, I can't get nobody to help me up in here but about four folks. That's all right. I'm going to preach anyway. I'm about done now. Because I'm going to tell you straight up. I mean, I just don't get milly mouth. Men be penny panty wasted Christians. I, my wife said, "You ought not say stuff like that." I'm, men, are, you know, I'm a man. I ain't no limp wristed. I'm just saying, I'm a man, and I refuse the devil to come into my family without a fight. I refuse the devil to come into my finances without a fight. I refuse to let him come into my house without a fight. I refuse to let him come into my mind without a fight. But pastor, what if you lose? I've lost, I know for a fact, I've lost two physical fights in my life. But I promise you, them boys knew they was in a fight. I'm going to tell you right now. I, got, I know for one, one whoo, Israel Bindolf. I still remember him. Ooh, Jesus. He was a big old boy. Woo, Israel, he that prevails with God. Yeah, he did. He prevailed with Ronnie, that's for sure. He picked me up off my feet before I could think and body slammed me. I said, but I said to myself, I got to get one lick in. And I got up and I fought like the third monkey trying to get in on Noah's Ark. Son, I fought. I whipped and scratched and kicked and everything I could do, and that Joker knew he was in a fight. I didn't do much damage, but he had a swollen up jaw because I caught him in the jaw. He knew I, I looked like I had been in a fight, but he knew he had been. So many of us lay down because the devil's so big, you think. Make yourself big in God. Compromise, refuse. Come on, stand to your feet and give God praise in this house. Come on, give Him praise. Now, let me ask you this question. I've, I went a little long. It's nine fifty-one. I'm supposed to be done. Family Focus Hour started at nine forty-five. I got to be done. That's why you've seen some people get up and leave because they're teachers. It's not because they didn't like the message. That could have been a combination of both. But anyway, (laughs) I'm just being real. But let me ask you this question. How many of you in this church today? I'm not here to embarrass you. But how many of you have just been going through the motions of religion? But you don't have a relationship. It's a sad place to be, man. It's a sad place to be. I refuse to. To just go through the motions. Now. I got to ask this question. With every head bowed and every eye closed. That if you've not accepted Jesus into your heart. You're not even going through the motions yet. But I will not embarrass you. But if you want to ask Jesus to come into your life. Would you just lift up a hand. And you can put it right back down. I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else? Hallelujah. I see that hand. God bless you, sir. I see that hand. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Would everybody pray this prayer with me? And especially you three that raised your hand. Would you pray, Father, I commit my life to you. Let the blood of Jesus Christ overshadow me And make me whole. In the name of Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. And from this day forward, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus praise in the house. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Now let me do one other thing before I dismiss I never like a service to go especially on a Sunday without giving salvation the salvation altar call but here uh, uh, Spirit Life Team if you would come if you're here today and man maybe your heart's in bondage or something else is in bondage but you don't want to stay there you want to get it free if that's you we're going to dismiss, but instead of leaving, you come this way. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I need for my finances to be healed. I need, my, I need healing, my healings in bondage, whatever it is. You want to get it right. You want, you know, the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. There is power in agreement. And that's what we're going to do today. In the name of Jesus, Father, by your mercy and by your grace, Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.